Uh, before I start, I'd like to pray for myself. Uh, so please join me in praying. Father God, thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord God. Lord, Father, my desire today is to give glory and honor to your name and to you alone, Lord God. Lord, give me the words to say and the heart to worship you, Lord God, through the testimony, Lord, of your goodness and your mercy in our lives. Lord, your Holy Spirit is welcome in this place, Lord God. Give me, Lord, the, the wisdom and may the testimony that, I'll, that you've done for me, Lord God, may bring encouragement to my brothers and sisters, both that are here and that those that are listening. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Good afternoon, church. My name is Rowell. Uh, some of you might know me as Joyce Hasband. That's okay. I'm uh, typically shy. I just say hi, hello, and how, what. The weather is good. That's it. But ask me about Jesus and what he's done in my life. And I'll be glad to talk to you all day about it. So when pastor asked me to share my testimony and how uh, I found God and how God uh, led us through the ups and downs, I am gladly accepted the, the challenge. I believe the uh, experiences and the testing that we have produces a testimony and that, that testimony needs to be shared and needs to be heard by others so that you will know that our God is still good, that he is still working in our lives. That's why I'm here today. I'm sh shaking. I'm sweating. And probably I'll stutter as I stand here. But I'm ready to proclaim God's goodness in our lives, in my family. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's our parents did to, did to the best of their knowledge growing up. Um, my father, as uh, some of you know, um, is a pastor in a small um, town in the Philippines. And uh, from Pastor Sal's message last fa uh, Father's Day, that every parent's greatest happiness is seeing their children serving the Lord. I saw that on my parents. I saw them like um, at a young age bringing us to church uh, that they're pastoring. Whether we walk to church or we have some money to, to um, pay for the fare, for the tricycle. And from the, the verse that our sister um, re read earlier, in our home, we are the sower of God's word. Parents, it is our a duty to sow the, the words of God to our children. And it says in Proverbs 20 to 6, when they grow old, it says they will not depart from it. Uh, our kids, like my experience, we may detour, you know, take another way, but we will not depart from it. Because the word of God is alive and it's going to work through us. When we accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has been put to us, and he will convict us when we, uh, when we were on our detour. 
so I grew up in a Christian home every Sunday. We go to church. At the early age, I love, I fell in love with the Lord. I'm listening to every sermon, to every minister that goes to our church. And I just soak with, you know, the, the ministry of uh, the people of God. Some of the old hymns that I know, some of the verses that I know is from that. So it's an encouragement to, to all the uh, parents up right here and to those that are listening online. Don't uh, make a mistake of not bringing your kids to church. They may, not, uh, they may resent it as, uh, from our passages. Their heart, the heart right now may represent the rocky ground, but keep on sowing. Keep on sowing. Keep on sowing the word of God. Remember, God can transform the heart of stone into the heart of flesh. And due time, he will do it. Just do your part diligently. Bring them to church so that the word of God into them. I, I still remember the time that I get baptized. It's a very cold uh, water in the sea, open sea. And pr from the time on, like, you know, I, I, I just love the Lord. And I remember also my parents telling us how did they... Um, how my father like uh, encountered the Lord uh, at one time when there was a, a service in town, and my dad came from the uh, service uh, from the uh, cinema. On the way, he he like heard this uh, people praying when it came in him when it came into the tent. It's like the uh, salvation um, prayer, and somewhere somehow God uh, God arrested him and he accepted the Lord and Jesus Christ. From, now, from then on, he decided to go into the uh, um, Bible, um, Bible school. And you know, growing up, we, we were poor. We live in a poor community in, in the Philippines. I've been working as I can remember. We portion our food. We eat vegetables and fruits that are locally available. But looking now, <clears throat> Looking back on all those years, Psalms 37:25 became so real for us. It says, "I have been young and now I'm old, yet, yet I'm not seen the righteous forsaken, or his children begging for bed, bread." Never in our life we begged for food. We were eating plant-based diet even before it became a fad. We were drinking am. Um, do you know what am um is? You put like uh, more water on uh, rice and let it boil, and then we get the extra water. And then now it became uh, it became uh, they call it right now rice milk. So we were cool then back then, before it becomes uh, became like a fad today. We depend on God in our daily lives, whether protection from storm, sickness, even our daily needs. But as I grew up, the cares of this world got hold of me. I began comparing our lives with our other people. And at the time, I asked God, why are we this poor, despite of Tata's work in the ministry? If he is the God that promised to provide all our needs, why are we living in lack? I asked it, ask it out to God, 
out of genuine, genuine and humble heart during that time. And do you know that you can do that? Our God, when you accepted God, he, you accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior. He is very personal to you. You can ask him all your troubles, all the questions you have in life. But don't ask with uh, arrogance and or anger. Amen. Ask with humility and reverence. Even King David in Psalms uh, 13, 1 to 2, during his darkest hour, pray uh, this kind of prayer to God. He said, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? And God is okay with that. So parents, kids, Jesus is your personal God. You can ask him all your troubles, uh, every small and big things in life that you are going through. He is okay with God. And thank God that he hears my prayer, that he is still uh, the answered ring prayer, answered prayer God. He heard me and put the desire in my heart to work for change. Remember in a small, imagine in a small um, barangay where no one goes to college and if I'm the first one who has this desire to go to the city which is like eight hours away from us and take my chance, chances of going to college. He allowed me to excel in my studies a plus in all my subject and favor from all men. Nope, that didn't happen. It didn't happen that way because God has a purpose. That when the time comes, that when he gives the, uh, the blessings and the favor in my life and my family, I cannot take credit for anything. That all the glory and honor will only belong to him. I did not excel in my studies, as a matter of fact. I stopped one year when I was in high school, but the determination in my heart is still there, is still strong. I am determined no matter what that I'm going to pursue higher education. So after high school, fun fact, my girlfriend's mom back then asked me, do you want to go to Manila and check college? Nah, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Without hesitation, I said yes. I, like, I have like few uh, clothes and my mom, uh, my nan, I borrowed some few hundred dollars from my neighbor and off to Manila I went. I, I no, have nobody there. I moved from places to places so it's, so it's go, going to give me like free board and lodging and God protected me. Um, one time, one of the church members mentioned to me about a university that gives scholarship. Uh, if you work for them in return, you work for, it's, it's called student assistant. And I have to find that university. So I know that the university is like along uh, the LRT in Manila, if you guys are familiar with it. So when I saw the LRT from Quiapo, I just followed it. I walked for miles and miles, just following the LRT line until I found the university. And then I went, when I, saw the, 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 uh, when I saw the university, I looked for the priest who manages the scholarship, the student assistant. And I told him, you have taught me, I want to study. And it's like, what's your course? It's like, no, I haven't selected yet. <laughs> Did you uh, pass the entrance exam? No, I just came in today. So it's like, okay, 
get the uh, entrance examination. If you pass, talk to me. And that's where I get this scholarship. Uh, we work eight hours a day, and then in between, we um, take our classes. Life in college was very rough. Uh, I moved from places to places to find a free stay, working eight hours for sco uh, at school and classes in between. But if you look at uh, looking back right now, God protected me during those days. Imagine like uh, moving from places. Some people I uh, I know from somebody, and unfortunately, I didn't excel in college either. Uh, I almost didn't graduate because of, of ROTC. Can you imagine that? My name is on the extra paper separate from the official graduation invitation. Again, I cannot credit my whatever uh, knowledge that I have from graduating into college, which is I'm very thankful to God for doing that. Uh, work after, after, after college, the work uh, that I get into provided all the training that I need. And in less than two years, I got a work offer to work as a consultant for a company in Michigan. This is the time that uh, when we do uh, Y2K year 2000. So if you look at it, it's like, you know, graduated college, um, got an offer to, to work in the U.S., it's all me, right? And then later on, I learned that um, a friend of mine in college and my coworker at the time bargained for me. We applied at the same time, he got accepted, and he told the recruiter that he'll accept the offer if they hire me too. Again, I cannot credit my, uh, the way I get in here for myself, but only God. Also, I started uh, our family early in a cell chaos. We are not prepared both mentally and financially. But I thank God that he is still there. We started our life in Michigan. Uh, it's a cold state. We're unable to, uh, the, the company that I worked for, unable to find me a client. So we moved to a different company in Arizona. I don't like the weather in Arizona, so I look for a job in New York, New Jersey area, and we moved there. I was hired to work for a big financial company in New York, and then this is where my head started growing bigger. Um, we, um, we live a life far from God. Our kids growing up doesn't know about God one time. When you become self-sufficient, you forget about the purpose of God in your life. And we're living a, last, a lifestyle away from the Lord. One time, um, driving in a car, my son asked me, we were talking something, and my son asked me, who is Jesus? I think that's one thing of the, uh, the thing that kind of like um, wake, up us, wake us up a little bit. And my wife said, we have to find church wherever that would be. We found a church in, in uh, New Jersey, but I believe we didn't really surrender back to God until our next Bali experience. So I lost my job at that time. And 
uh, when one was living there. But I was able to find one in, in a small company. So I worked for a big company and then I uh, moved to a small company in New Jersey. I basically created the whole IT infrastructure from the t of the team of the company from the ground up. So my head becomes bigger again. I felt safe and secure and uh, very confident about myself. We go to church, but we, it seems that we, are, we didn't grow at the time. And until we experience the next valley, the next valley experience is the lowest valley of our life. The safety and the security that I thought was there in a minute, they were gone. I believe, I, I believe some of you can relate into this. Living in a valley is not good. We are, in our case, we're living in two bedroom apartment and we had to accept a border. And I drive her back and forth to the office to make money, joy cooking and selling it to, to, for us to get by. I remember one time like uh, there's an order to us and we waited on the park la parking lot for an hour because this guy, the one that ordered food, um, I don't know. But it's kind of like, you know, those are the times that you are going to either bring you back far away from God or bring you closer to Him. That's why the foundation of our children is very important. This is the time that we really like dig deeper. I dig deeper into my faith. And instead of, I thank God that he chose me. I thank God that instead of going away from him, we choose uh, to draw closer to him. Uh, I also remember the time when we bought an inexpensive sofa that is uh, deferred payment. And we end up paying like twice the price because we can pay it. Also the time that Joy got sick and we were looking for a house to find a quarter to make a dollar. That's why we have this jug of dollars if you saw it before. Because at, from that time we said, you know, Lord, we prayed before, like, Lord, we will no, no longer going to live in this way. Um, we issued, at the time we issued a check we know, it's, we know it's going to, there's no fund on the check. But the, uh, the, the, um, the bank will go, is still going to allow it to, to in cash with a $35 penalty fee. We're okay with that. And also at the time, we were driving a car with no insurance. But what we learn from that valley experience, we grow deeper in the Lord. At the time, Joy accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior, and she got baptized. Amen. We learned to tithe. We were part of the $20 Christian before. You know what that is? Once every Sunday, you give $20. That's it. I remember one time I was living in Michigan at the end of the year, I got the, uh, like, uh, for, for tax purposes, $60 for a year. <laughs> but God has been working on those little things in our lives.
The first, he worked on our family with our faith. We grow deeper to God. And then the next part that God worked on us is through our giving. During the time I found a job in New York City that pays half of my salary. Basically, I lost my job for three months. I found a job in uh, New York City. Um, and at times when we have no clients, I go around uh, New York City uh, pulling this hand truck, collecting uh, boxes from his friends' uh, stores that's selling uh, T-shirts in New York City, and I'm collecting those for future use. I don't like that experience, but it teaches me humility. So, so that, that lowest value experience in our life, this, if you are in that right now, don't despise your value experience. Because through that experience, you'll find who you really are in Christ. We became dependent on Him and growing spiritually and maturely in our faith. And at the, at the same time, the promise in Malachi 3 became real to us. It started during the time. I found a new job that he, so I found a new job that gave more than salary when I, when I lost the first one. It's a six-month contract, but since we are living, our faith is stronger in Christ, we decided to move closer to the, to the work. That's why we end up in Pennsylvania. Uh, six months contract became a full-time position. We found a new church and PA, and we are serving the Lord in all our capacity. Our family is growing in faith. Kids love serving the Lord. They're serving the church. Jen and Kelsey accepted Jesus Christ and got baptized in the church as well. And also at the same time, the, the uh, blessings of the Lord keep pouring into us. We're able to help our family in the Philippines help our younger siblings finish college, and her, help our choice in there. So even, even my tatai, uh, when I was, went home, uh, went, uh, home last year, one of the older members told me, like, I saw Pastor, your, your tatai, uh, during that time when I see his wallet, there's nothing in it. But now I saw, like, every, uh, uh, on, on his wallet, everything is like a thousand pesos bill. That's how good God is. I can't, I can't thankful enough uh, our God for his faithfulness in our lives and for his mercy. I failed him so many times, but he is always there. So after working for many years and living comfortably, I, leave, I lost my job again. So this is, I think, after five years of working for this company that I work with. But this time, God prepared me. So you see, like, I experienced like two valley experiences, one time without the Lord. But I'm so glad that during that ex experience, God brought me into his presence. And this time, when we, this time, when we experienced the valley experience again, God uh, made a provision he made me ready. You know, during this time, uh, the time that I'm working for this company, I'm doing photography as my side business. And I learned photography as a hobby. And I'm, as a matter of fact, I shared it with a church and PA that every time I go to our church and vacuum the floor, because I used to 
vacuum the floor there. I pray to God, Lord, teach me how to do photography. I want to learn this. Little that I know that those knowledge that I'm gaining from the time, God will going to use it uh, later on. So we were, going, we were doing good in, in, uh, during the time, doing a lot of book, bookings. So when I lost my job, we were ready. We were able to survive. I, lost, I think I lost my job for eight months. Compared before, it's like just three months and we're like poverty. This time, eight months, it's like, Lord, I want to stay here. I want to do photography all the time. Because uh, the money is good. You only work like a few, um, few days a week. But when I decided, like, imagine this. When I decided, Lord, I want to go back to IT business, to IT. And eight months, I have no job IT related. But when I decided to do that, I got an offer, two offers, actually. One is uh, a big company in Center City. And the other one is a small company in uh, Delaware. So when I uh, started to work with this big company in, uh, in uh, Central City, um, it, it's kind of like, you know, growing, coming from a small company where you uh, set up everything and then you have no job uh, related to, to IT. Uh, for eight months, and then you work for a big company. It's, it's a shocking um, enlightenment into me. Like, I don't know all these things that they're working on. All the people that I work with are graduate of this prestigious company, uh, universities in, the, in Philly and the surrounding areas. And I'm a graduate of Mababang uh, Paaralalan ng Santa Rosa Norte. So it's, it's kind of like a small school in the Philippines. So every time I go to the office, riding the train back there, I, I'm crying to the Lord. Lord, you have to help me. I wouldn't survive. I wouldn't survive in this company uh, doing this. I'm not going to. Um, I have no knowledge, no capacity to be able to do the things that I'm working with. Because imagine there's like 10 of us doing the same thing on a company, 10 in my uh, team. So it went on like for almost two years. Every day, like, Lord, how long will I'm going to survive in this company that unless you give me something? But thank God, he's still there. I got a break and um, I, I, the, a new manager came in, gave me a break into working into a project. God teaches me on, on, teaches me on, on how to excel it delivering it with excellence and, got, and I got promoted three times in that company. So again, you know, without God, I wouldn't survive there. So all the glory belongs to Him. But again, working with that, I'm working with uh, photography, is still in side business and then at that time, we, we did a photo booth as well. We started the photo booth. Both of us are working. So what all the works and the cares of the world started to creep on us again. It started consuming us. Uh, before, we, we are not accepting bookings on Sundays. And then when we have the photo booth, we have to. So I do weddings and photos, joint 
that's the affordable. And all the kids are involved sometimes. Life is good, but we are not enjoying it anymore. It's hard. I remember one time riding on the train to the office, waking up. Uh, it's just me on the train. It's in the last stop, like past my office. So at that time, like, also the time the kids are growing without us. We, gi we give them all the material things that they want, but not our presence. No guidance from us. We lean on our church to provide them spiritual food that they need. Do you know that you can't do that? Our house is the very foundation of spiritual growth of our kids. We need to be there. We are, especially you fathers, we are the priest of, the, of our household. The church is there to, to guide us, but it, we should be the source of what uh, God has for our children. And soon enough, we had our family problem. Nothing in this world matters when your kids are suffering. Um, I remember one time, like, uh, when Kelsey is like, uh, told me, like, you never hear on my birthdays that stick to me. But I thank God for giving us the tender heart, especially my wife, that's ready to give up everything for our kids. My wife start, uh, stopped uh, the wedding business. I still do. That's why, you know, uh, Kelsey's birthday, Kelsey's birthday, I'm not at home. They said it's fine, but inside they are not. So parents, don't believe your kids when they said it's fine. Or, or, your, or, or your wife when they said it's fine. It's not. <laughs> Nothing can replace the presence of their parents on their special day. They're always longing for that parents, for, your, uh, for their father, for their mother to be there. To see them smile when they blow the cake, you know. When they greeted their friends and where, when they opened their presents. But thank God that I have my a praying wife. I didn't know he was praying for better opportunity where our weekends will be free, Sundays will be dedicated to the Lord again, and having our family together on weekends. So one time I, I got a call or a, a message from a recruiter saying, you know, hey, you want to... Um, we want to talk to you about this opportunity. And I said, okay. And then we, we talk about it. And it's like, all right, the team wants to bring you for uh, on-site interview. But it's in Texas. Like, okay. I heard they have a good food there. I want to try it. <laughs> so I went here. I tasted the brisket. It's like, oh, man, this is good. <laughs> but it's, it's a big company, you know. Knowing my humble beginning, knowing uh, I, I never graduated from this prestigious school, Pastor Renal and I are just talking earlier about uh, Intel, you know, hiring this uh, top five universities in the Philippines, and my university is not there. 
And this big company is like trying to, um, wants to talk to me. It's like, okay, I'll just go there for the experience. I want to taste the food since they're paying it and they're giving me some allowance as well. And then, um, so when they called me, like, you know, we want to give you an offer. It's like, wow. Is it really for, sh- for sure? <laughs> so at the time, like, I am not sure. I feel that I am um, very stable in my job there. But we're praying for God, the God, God for wisdom and favor also on what to do. But I didn't know my wife has already decided to, you know, to go somewhere <laughs> with better opportunity. But I believe it's all God, you know. Moving from Pennsylvania to Texas, uh, on our way here, our house got sold in less than two days. When we came in here the next morning, it's like, you have like, how many offers? Two or three offers. And we found a church after a year that loved us. That's you. (laughs) So God is really good in our lives. Those uh, valley experience that we have, we always like cherish it. We talk to our kids about it. Just last uh, Father's Day, uh, as part of uh, Pastor Message at home, we talked to the kids about you know how God is unto us. That we can't do anything, we can't do any credit without God, without giving Him all the glory and honor. And also this year, another valley experience, another valley experience we had. Uh, during this pandemic last year, September, we lost our father. It's in the middle of pandemic. It's a very hard experience, especially knowing that we have no way of going back to the Philippines. We have no papers that they will allow to, uh, for us to, to, be, to enter there. But uh, the one thing that I'm um, holding on at the time because I, I spoke to Tadai multiple times. He said, like, my desire that when I die, when I pass away, that all my kids will be home. All the kids will be there. So when I, um, when I pray to God, kneel down on my knees, and I said, Lord, you said that you are going to give the desires of our hearts. My father's heart, in my heart right now is for me to see him for all his kids to be there for him giving our last respect and have closure and see what you have done for him I tried um, we tried doing everything that we can I even contacted my company if they can help me and they said they can't all the embassy are closed so what we did is we uh, emailed the uh, uh, Philippine consulate in Houston. And for some reason, they responded right away. They said, you know, we cannot guarantee, but submit your paper. We submitted our paper Thursday night, overnight. By Friday, it got approved. And then Saturday, Friday is the uh, interview. And Monday, we were able to go home. That's good how. God is. So we were able to go home, see him for the last time. 
here on earth. And I'm so glad that God did that for, did that for us. Just talking to, to the people that, um, that were there during the last uh, time that Tatai uh, is alive. I know that God is working in his life. Like everything, the way he passed away and the way that you know, all his siblings are there is a miracle. So when Tata is like praying, like, he's like, Lord, I want to go home now, but not during this pandemic. Let this pass because I want all my kids to be there. Although God didn't answer that prayer, but God did it differently so that all the glory and honor will be back to him again. Amen. So, in closing, I pray that our life experience and my parents become an inspiration and reminder of God's faithfulness to his children. Now, I'm talking to you, first-generation Christian, even if you're the first-generation Christian in your family. Continue pressing on. Even when everything is against you, just like, like what my tatai did, he keeps serving the Lord. He keeps praying. He keeps sowing the seeds to his children, to us. In our key verse today, you are the sewer, as I said, of God's word to your kids. Keep doing that. Your sons and daughter's heart might be represented, representing the rocky ground right now. But keep on sowing. Keep on praying. Uh, the Bible in Ezekiel 36, 26 says, And I will give you a new heart, a new spirit I will put within you. And, will, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. This can happen, can happen to your children as well. God can do that. We, ha- we are serving a miracle working God. The time will come that their heart of stone will become heart of flesh. Ready for the seed of the word of God to grow and bear fruit. I remember hearing, uh, hearing many times our parents praying for us in the early morning hours. And when Tatay comes and visits me in Manila when I was in college, I remember waking up on him, praying for me, laying his hand while I was sleeping. And also for, for your parents here, for your kids, even later in life, when the cares of this world tries to choke those seeds in their heart, like what experience. I thank God that his steadfast love never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They were new every morning. It's in Lamentation 3, 22-23. He will bring them back. The Holy Spirit, which he freely gave to us when we accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, will bring them back. So the, uh, our key verse today, if your kids is represented by those uh, seeds that are choked by weeds, the Holy Spirit, thank God for that. Our Lord and Savior will untangle all those weeds that choke them and make them healthy again. That's how good our God is. To our young people, God is interested in every aspect of your life. When you accepted him, 
you not only accepted him as your Lord and Savior, but also your personal Savior. He wants a personal relationship with you that means you can ask him anything. Ask with humility and reverence, knowing who he is. Your parents' desire, greatest desire, as Pastor mentioned, is to see their kids serving the Lord, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That God loves you so much that he won't give anything that will hurt you in the end. He wants you to be ready. So if you're in the process right now of finding yourself in God, trust the process. Trust the Lord. He is preparing you for something that is big. And for those that are still in the fence and haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You heard our testimony of difference between in the valley with God and without God. And how glorious it is to be in the valley with the Lord. That you can trust Him with your life. You can trust in everything that uh, you have. You can trust Him uh, during your lowest time or in your um, happiest moment. There's no better time to accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior than today. Amen. That's all I have. I, I want to pray for those that are here, um, especially for the parents that, and all the kids as well. You know, our parents, your parents' desire is for you not to experience this valley experience in life. And there's a way to do that. If you start clinging and depending on God in your early age, God will going to bring you from glory to glory. Amen. If you said glory to glory, there's no down in there. It's like glory to glory. But sometimes God's allow us to experience the valley in our case for us to bring back those things that uh, God put us in the first place to remind us that he is there. So I, I want to pray for our kids and our parents as well that um, whatever you're experiencing right now, that God will use it for his honor and glory. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, again for this time. Thank you, Lord God, for the experiences, Lord God, of your love and your mercy that you have shown into my family, Lord. Lord, I can't do anything, Lord God, without you. All the things, Lord, that we are experiencing right now is because of you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that your love, that your mercy that is new every morning. Thank you, Lord God, that you never leave me nor forsake me. And Lord, Father, I pray the same thing for my brothers and sisters that are here, Lord God. Lord, for those parents, those family that are in the valley right now, Lord God. Lord, may our experience, Lord God, remind them that you are with them in the valley. That, you can, that they can find you. They can find God, Lord, 
and every experience that they have, Lord God. Lord, that even in the valley experience, Lord God, you are victorious in there, Lord. That you want them to, that you want to teach them something, Lord God, that we're going to prepare them, Lord, for greater ministry, for greater honor, and for greater glory of your name. Lord, I pray for uh, young people that are listening right now, Lord God. Lord, I pray, first of all, Lord God, that they, um, at the early age, Lord God, that they may um, lean on you, Lord, and everything that they do. That they may truly accept you, Lord God, as their personal Lord and Savior. And truly treat it, Lord God, as personal. That they can come to you, Lord, in small things and big things. That they can depend on you, Lord God, in everything, Lord God. Everything means all. That they may uh, not experience the valley, Lord God, uh, because of that, Lord. Because you are with them. That your Holy Spirit is guiding them to all the truth. And Lord God, if in case, Lord, they, that they fall away, they do a detour, Lord God. And they experience the valley experience, Lord God. Lord, let your Holy Spirit, let your word, Lord God, that has been sown into their heart. Let it spring up, Lord God. And give them, Lord God, the direction that they need. Give them, Lord God, the courage that they need, Lord God, to, to pass and to learn from that valley experience. Lord God, to those that are still in the fence of accepting you as their Lord and Savior. Pray, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit, Lord, to touch their life right now. Touch their heart right now, Lord God. So that, Lord, when they, when they are in the middle of this valley, Lord God, knowing the difference with you and without you, and even in this experience, Lord God, makes the whole difference. Lord, pray that your Holy Spirit, Lord God, work in their life, in their hearts, Lord God. And they may come, Lord, and ready to accept you as their personal Lord and Savior. Because that's it's all about, Lord God. Nothing in this world matters, Lord, but you, Lord God. Knowing that our life is written in the book, Lamb's Book of Life. Knowing that you are our Lord and Savior. Knowing that these things that are here are temporary. But that we are just a passerby in this world. And that one day, Lord God, the, uh, the, the ultimate thing that we want to do is to see you face to face. Lord, bless our time today. Thank you, Lord, for uh, giving me the words and the courage to stand here, Lord God. And thank you, Lord God, for my brothers and sisters for lending their ears to hear your goodness in our lives. Lord, I desire that all the glory and all that I do, Lord God, will be back to you, Father. And I thank you, Lord God, for this time. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.